Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And I'm telling you what's going on with the environment, uh, debates about the environment, uh, you know, really the continuing saga. It's almost like a soap opera uh, when it comes to environmental type issues and what's happening with global warming and climate change. Um, I, I, I like to get a diversity of opinions. Any long-term listener to the show knows I have people all over the map. Uh, and the reason why is because I think there's a lot of research left to be done. I'm pretty sure my guest this segment will uh, occur. He's a part of a, a trio of writers who have been in some of the most important publications in the country, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Time Magazine, uh, David Barker, um, he's with uh, partnered with the Barker Companies. David, welcome to the program. I know also you were a former economist at the Federal Reserve Bank at New York, and so uh, you bring a lot of perspective. And it's interesting that the uh, greatest advocates uh, for uh, aggressive global warming stopping policies, if you will, um, they're almost all scientists, although not necessarily scientists of climatology. A lot of them aren't. Uh, you know, you go, hmm. You know, I don't want. I, I don't necessarily want my uh, my brain, you know, brain surgery being done with someone who is uh, a veterinarian. You know, uh, close but not you know, no cigar. I guess you would say. You know, and so I see that in the, in the advocacy for side. You know, and I'm very familiar with the scandal of Oxford University scholars of about. 15 years ago, who were blatantly lying about the whole debate, you know. And then on, on the right, those who are critics of, uh, you know, the, the global warming approach, most of them are scientists either. A lot of them are, are like yourself that are economists. And so um, it, it's just interesting to see who participates. In, I'm not saying you can't. It's a free country. But it's interesting to see who shows up. So with that, Give us a little bit about your background, your take, and your overall temperament or attitude toward uh, global warming and how we perceive Well, so my background is in economics, and there is a line of research on the economic effects of climate change or global warming. Uh, and most the, the most respected areas of that research, uh, you know, by a Nobel Prize winning economist, showed that the effects of global warming on the economy would be relatively modest. That even if we do nothing to uh, prevent global warming, to stop, uh, curb emissions, uh, that the effect on GDP would be something like two to three percent of GDP in the year 2100 without any effect on economic growth. And if you think about growth between now and then, that means that in the year 2100, we might be 4.9 times richer than we are now instead of five times richer than we are now. That's just not a catastrophe. In other words, the best economic science shows that there's no economic catastrophe from warming. Well, there are a lot of uh, scientists who don't want to accept that conclusion. So they decided to try and prove that global warming would affect economic growth. 
And if that were the case, then yes, in the year 2100, we might be considerably less wealthy uh, with, uh, if there was climate change as opposed to no climate change. And so that's the research that I've been looking at. And I found it was shockingly poor research. I mean, they, uh, they took all kinds of liberty with data and statistical methods to try and prove a result that just isn't there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and of course, those kind of, those kind of reports, you know, even I'm sure you're familiar with the Oxford con- controversy I'm referring to from around 15 years ago. Yeah. It was shocking. Uh, you know, uh, the media is so compliant with a narrative and so, you know, size of a narrative that uh, they don't even do their job of vetting these stories. And frankly, a lot of journalists don't know how to vet these stories, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, they require an economist or a scientist of some sort to do so. I would like to know. I, I always like to know just from a clarity uh, sake what your position is on global warming. I'm, I'm uh, uh, you know, always curious by, by that, your personal views. So my view is that, you know, I don't have the background in, you know, atmospheric science or physics to uh, uh, really uh, speak about that area of it. But I do have my background in economics, I think, allows me to uh, say with some confidence that climate change, global warming is not a catastrophe. It's not going to cause serious problems to the global economy. We're, even if we do nothing about global warming, we will be fine 100 years from now. It will not cause the collapse of the economy, will not cause us to be less wealthy in any significant way. Yeah. So, and again, I'm this for me with a history degree and, and graduate work in history, <laughs> economic history, but nonetheless, um, I, I have gone from being very skeptical to somewhat agnostic to and on. Um, my view is, is that, to me, there's no doubt there's something going on. And so when you say no direct economic impact, who knows? It could be an economic boom because of all the infrastructure we're going to have to keep replacing bizarre, you know, uh, events that are taking place uh, from uh, a weather perspective. But, you know, to me, that's a net, a net and that not uh, positive that all we're doing is rebuilding. And we're seeing that become more and more mandated. And people can say, you know, it's not global warming. All I know there's global something going on when it comes to the environment. Frankly, you don't have to be a scientist to figure that out. I do have a problem with a strategy which is being developed mainly by progressives who really don't know what is going on and what is the cause of this type of thing, and yet speak with the passion of a religious nutshot uh, about this is the only route to go. They would spend more time on tactical approaches, like maybe the way we look at the materials used to build houses or, uh, you know, be more aggressive, uh, like uh, they are in the Middle East about uh, 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 the desolation excuse me, removing salt from water, getting ocean water uh, more used in places on the West West Coast, those type of things. Those are tactical. We know they would help uh, versus some of the things that we're seeing that we have no idea whether or not they'll help, but are very expensive. Yes. Now, you bring up some great points. Uh, uh, So from my research, I'm convinced that we have nothing to worry about on the global warming side, but... 
a lot of the things that people are proposing that we do about it are very expensive. Trying to shift the entire energy system over to less reliable sources, for example, uh, is very expensive. And so we're, we're, we seem to be moving toward causing a lot of economic damage to try and solve something that would not cause economic problems. And that's a, that's a real problem. And again, I don't know about, I, I think doing nothing will cause economic problems, but what to do is the million dollar question. Whatever we do, she need, you know, all, all we know is in the tactical area. We don't know in the strategic area. I'm using military terms, but in a way it feels like we are fighting a war. You know, in the, in the tactical area, we know, uh, I live in Houston. I lived in Houston in uh, 1990. Uh, I've had water in my own home. Uh, three times in the last six years and never had water in my home before that. Something's going on. You know, and all of this, I know, it's anecdotal. I realize there's, there's peril in that. <laughs> you know, I live through Harvey, which I've never seen anything like that. And these kind of events be, are becoming more and more common. Something's going on. What I don't like is the progressive progressives driving the agenda clearly towards control uh, rather than med- mitigating and if you want to mitigate, then you look at what kind of construction materials we we buy. We look at uh, you know laws, uh, you know where the federal government insures property, uh, knowing that those properties are going to uh, flood and be damaged, and so it, it's a, a giant welfare program really for rich people. Those are the kind of things we should look at and, and create logical incentives in the right direction, rather than our, our, our bizarre you know. OPM approach, OPM being new. Well, people who aren't even born yet, through deficit spending, spending you see these other, got to be a better way and a real world way. Yeah. And, you know, on, on the trends that uh, uh, we might see in weather, uh, a, a lot of what people see is that the damage from storms has increased over time. And the reason for that is that there are more things for the storms to hit, right? We've done a lot of development on coastlines, for example. Uh, In the old days, when a hurricane hit an empty coastline, there was no damage to, you know, man-made structures. Now, with much more development on the coastline, the damage from the hurricanes is more, even if the hurricanes are no more frequent or no more severe than in the past. You know, you also mentioned the media, and it's all very interesting to see how the media reports these things. When some of these climate studies that I have debunked uh, were first published, the media gave them glowing coverage and went on and on about how great and important these studies were. And then when I proved that the studies are wrong, uh, there's zero coverage at all. Uh, and, and the authors of these studies won't even respond. We've, in the Econ Journal Watch, which is the, uh, uh, the journal that I've published in, uh, they've offered these authors space to reply and show why I'm wrong, and they refuse to do that. Uh, so it's just interesting right. to see how, the cover, how one-sided the coverage is. Yeah, they they like to lie overtly rather than I mean uh, covertly rather than overtly. <laughs> so, yeah. They rather mislead rather than bold face lie, which is 
required in some of these. And again, I, you know, I confuse people. Really, where I'm at is I'd like to see some clarity and honesty. I don't want. So you talk about there's there's you know more damage. That's why you know that's really where 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 you know we're seeing bigger impact because of uh, how buildings done. There's truth to that. There's no question about it. The way we allow uh, people to insure places that no insurance company would insure makes absolutely no sense to me. Go out and get private insurance and good luck with that. Um, and so, you know, we, we subsidize you know, you're, you're creating a whole layer, layer of con- conspiracy, frankly. Uh, we subsidize a building environment that fuels attitudes about, uh, you know, global warming. Uh, there's no doubt about it. also no doubt about it that these storms are bigger. They're far more frequent. Um, what used to be uh, huge storms are now, I mean, big storms are now uh, full-fledged biblical events. Um, 500 year storms are now, you know, five months. It's crazy what what we're seeing in in different parts of the country, or we're seeing in the West, whole towns, whole towns being shut down, um, you know, because of the fact that uh, uh, really because of what's in terms of the environment in those areas. And again, all of that points to we don't really know the cause. That you want to spend trillions on a solution that we don't know the cause. Well, we should really be focusing on tactical ones. I think we're insane if we're not looking at uh, some of the ones I mentioned um, because there is something more going on there. And so I'm very skeptical. I worked in D.C. I worked for, I think, D.C. I know a lot about how research is funded. Most research in the political space are funded by uh, political agenda. That's, That's my experience. That's what I saw. And uh, so I'm very skeptical, but there's no there's no doubt about it. What you're talking about uh, has the potential of throwing us into a couple centuries back that we worked very hard at, at, at progressing away from, you know, in terms of quality of life. There's no doubt about it. What they're pursuing, with no real assurance. In fact, I think maybe zero hope of uh, bettering th- things. And so it's difficult. So final thoughts as you. Uh, Wrap it up. Obviously, your hope when you wrote this is to get people to talk, talk about it, think twice about it. Uh, I get the I get the sense uh, that uh, hey, it's not getting what it deserves in the uh, academic uh, circles. Of course, academics have been hijacked by agenda-oriented people, um, and certainly the media. Uh, they you know they're they're going to never give up these kind of notions. It's it's very hard to watch. But what was your thoughts, uh, you know, when you uh, worked on this uh, study, developed this study? Uh, it sounds like it was pretty low-hanging fruit. Importantly, yeah. the uh, yeah. study, uh, original study uh, was done. Yes, it is low-hanging fruit if someone will bother to pick it. Uh, you know, but that doesn't happen. Uh, as you say, there really is an agenda behind a lot of academic research. Uh, people find that their careers are enhanced by producing research that fits the dominant narrative. Uh, there's much less reward for trying to uh, uh, contradict that. Uh, but uh, I found that it was pretty easy to find big problems with this research, that it was done in such a careless and really almost fraudulent manner uh, that uh, it's, it's, a, it's a real shame. Uh, and uh, that just how poor a lot of this research is.
Yeah. And you, you alluded to, to something that uh, I don't think people outside of academia really understand. You know, if you want to make money and have prestige and influence in academia, you write about things that demand attention. And if you write about things being relatively okay, this is something we've all seen, uh, frankly, you'll never even see the study because the media could care less. Uh, but if you write, uh, you know, sky is falling, we're living in, a, in an existential crisis, those type of things get noticed. And not only do they get noticed, they get tons of research dollars. And the reason why they get a ton of research dollars is because it brings prestige to the universities that have the professors that are doing it. So they're fostering it as well. It's all very cynical, I hate to say, but it's also based on a lot of what I've observed. Well, very true. And it's pretty easy to come up with, if you, are, if you don't have integrity, it's easy to come up with research that proves almost any point of view that you want to prove. Uh, you know, there's a lot of random noise in data. And uh, if you try 20 different model specifications, one of them, just by random chance, is likely to show the result that you want. And so if you publish that result without saying that you tried you know, 20 others that didn't work, you're going to distort the truth. You're going to produce a result that happened only by chance and claim that it's a true effect. Yeah, I know I'm uh, paraphrasing a little bit here, but it was Mark Twain. Under there's lies, damnable lies, and statistics. And that pretty much is what uh, public policy writing, uh, particularly in this space, is full of. And by the way, that's all over tape in all kinds of public policy uh, writing. It's amazing. When I worked in there, I was much younger, much more romantic in my own notions. I was with right-wing think tanks. They've got their own funding, their own distorted agenda based on funding. And, uh, man, that's just a lot of work to really get down to anything that looks objective or true. Uh, David, I really appreciate you uh, being with us today. Very lively conversation. David Barker, our guest today, uh, on the problem of climate change. Um, real quick, final thoughts. We went a little over, but it was worth it. Final thoughts and, and the best website for people to get more information. Well, uh, I have been writing on this topic in uh, Econ Journal Watch, and that is an academic publication that's devoted to finding flaws in articles that have been published in other journals. So that's Econ Journal Watch. Mm -hmm. Does that get a lot of funding from energy companies? Uh, no, <laughs> it gets none. Uh, no funding from them none. at all. Right. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's your, again, if you have my background, you know, that's the first thing you ask. Hey, thanks so much for being right. uh, with us, David. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. Stay tuned for more after this.